0: On today's episode of the Career Packs podcast, I want to read a little part from a book that I've really been loving so far, and it's about learning happiness. And I know that sounds kind of weird when you first hear it, but just stick around to the end of this episode because I feel like once I'm done explaining this and explaining this concept from this book or just reading it, it'll be worth it. So I hope you guys enjoy. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Career Pack podcast. My name is Neil Patel. I'm the host of this podcast. And today, I want to do something a little bit different. I've done these types of episodes maybe two or three times in the past. But as of right now, as I'm recording this, I'm recording this two weeks prior to this episode actually dropping. For those of you who are listening, I am currently out of the country for four to five days with some friends doing some fun stuff. So I wanted to get this backlog in and I wanted to start it off with this first episode being about happiness. Currently, my favorite book that I'm reading, The Almanac of Naval Ravikant, favorite book that I've read. Considering I haven't read that many books in my life, this one has spoke to me the most. So I thought, let me read a couple pages. I think it's super valuable for anyone who doesn't think about happiness that much or or someone who's just constantly telling themselves like, look, man, I just want to be happy. I think this will be a very good message. So I hope you guys enjoy. I'm literally just going to read it word for word, a couple pages. So here we go. Happiness is learned. 10 years ago, if you would have asked me how happy I was, I would have dismissed the question. I didn't want to talk about it. On a scale of 1 to 10, I would have said 2 out of 10 or maybe 3 out of 10. Maybe 4 out of 10 on my best days, but I did not value being happy. Today, I am a 9 out of 10. And yes, having money helps, but it's actually a very small piece of it. Most of it comes from learning over the years my own happiness is the most important thing to me. And I've cultivated it with a lot of techniques. Maybe happiness is not something you inherit or even choose, but a highly personal skill that can be learned like fitness or nutrition. Happiness is a very evolving thing. I think like all the great questions. When you're a little kid, you go to your mom and ask, what happens when we die? Is there Santa Claus? Is there a God? Should I be happy? Who should I marry? These kinds of things, there are no glib answers because no answers apply to everybody. These kinds of questions do ultimately have answers, but they have personal answers. The answer that works for me is going to be nonsense to you and vice versa. Whatever happiness means to me, it means something different to you. I think it's very important to explore these different definitions. For some people, I know it's a flow state. For some people, it's satisfaction. For some people, it's a feeling of contentment. My definition keeps evolving. The answer I would have given you a year ago will be different than what I tell you now. Today, I believe happiness is really a default state. Happiness is there when you remove the sense of something missing in your life. We are highly judgmental survival and replication machines. We constantly walk around thinking, I need this or I need that, trapped in the web of desires. Happiness is a state when nothing is missing. When nothing is missing, your mind shuts down and stops running into the past or future to regret something or to plan something. In that absence, for a moment, you have eternal internal silence. When you have internal silence, then you are content and you're happy. Feel free to disagree. Again, it's different for everybody. People mistakenly believe happiness is just about positive thoughts and positive actions. The more I've read, the more I've learned, and the more I've experienced, every positive thought essentially holds within a negative thought. It is a contrast to something negative. If I say I'm happy, that means I was sad at some point. If I say he's attractive, then somebody else is unattractive. Every positive thought even has a seed of negative thought within it and vice versa. Which is why a lot of greatness in life comes out of suffering. You have to view the negative before you can aspire to and appreciate the positive. To me, happiness is not about positive thoughts. It's not about negative thoughts. It's about the absence of desire. Especially the absence of desire for external things. The fewer desires I can have, the more I can accept the current state of things. The less my mind is moving. Because the mind really exists in motion toward the future or the past. The more present I am, the happier and more content I will be. If I latch onto a feeling, if I say, oh, I'm happy now and I want to stay happy, then I'm going to drop out of that happiness. Now, suddenly the mind is moving. It's trying to attach to something. It's trying to create a permanent situation out of a temporary situation. Happiness to me is mainly not suffering, not desiring, not thinking too much about the future or the past, really embracing the present moment and the reality of what it is and the way it is. If you ever want to have peace in life, you have to move beyond good and evil. Nature has no concept of happiness or unhappiness. Nature follows unbroken mathematical laws and a chain of cause and effect from the Big Bang to now. Everything is perfect exactly the way it is. It is only in our particular minds we are unhappy or not happy, and things are perfect or imperfect because of what we desire. The world just reflects your own feelings back to you. Re- reality is neutral, reality has no judgments. To a tree, there is no concept of right or wrong, good or bad. You're born, you have a whole set of sensory experiences and stimulations. And then you die. How you choose to interpret them is up to you. You have that choice. This is what I mean when I say happiness is a choice. If you believe it's a choice, you can start working on it. There are no external forces affecting your emotions as much as it may feel that way. I've also come to believe in the complete and utter insignificance of the self. And I think that helps a lot. For example, if you thought you were the most important thing in the universe, then you would have to bend the entire universe to your will. If you're the most important thing in the universe, then how could it not conform to your desires? If it doesn't conform to your desires, something is wrong. However, if you view yourself as a bacteria or an amoeba, or if you view all of your works as writing on water or building castles in the sand, then you have no expectation for how life should quote unquote actually be. Life is just the way it is. When you accept that, you have no cause to be unhappy or happy. Those things almost don't apply. Happiness is what's there when you remove the sense that something is missing in your life. What you're left with in that neutral state is not neutrality. I think people believe neutrality would be a very bland existence. No, this is the existence little children have. If you look at little children on balance, they're generally pretty happy because they're really immersed in the environment and the moment without any thought of how it should be given their personal preferences, without any thought of how it should be given their personal preferences and desires. I think the neutral state is actually a perfection state. One can be very happy as long as one isn't too caught up in their own head. Our lives are a blink of a firefly in the night. You're just barely here. You have to make the most of every minute, which doesn't mean you chase some stupid desire for your entire life. What it means is every second you have on this planet is very precious, and it's your responsibility to make sure you're happy and interpreting everything in the best possible way. We think of ourselves as fixed and the world is malleable, but it's really we who are malleable and the world is largely fixed. A rational person can find peace by cultivating indifference to things outside their control. I have lowered my identity. I have lowered the chattering of my mind. I don't care about things that don't really matter. I don't get involved in politics. I don't hang around unhappy people. I really value my time on this earth. I read philosophy. I meditate. I hang around with happy people and it works. You can very slowly but steadily and methodically improve your happiness baseline just like you can improve your fitness. Happiness is a choice you make and a skill you develop. The mind is just as malleable as the body. We spend so much time and effort trying to change the external world, other people, and our own bodies, all while accepting ourselves the way we are programmed in our youths. We accept the voice in our head as a source of all truth, but all of it is malleable and every day is new. Memory and identity are burdens from the past, preventing us from living freely in the present. At any given time, when you're walking down the streets, a very small percentage of your brain is focused on the present. The rest is planning the future or regretting the past. This keeps you from having an incredible experience. It keeps you from seeing the beauty in everything and for being grateful for where you are. You can literally destroy your happiness if you spend all your time living in delusions of the future. I just don't believe anything from my past. Anything. No memories, no regrets, no people, no trips, nothing. A lot of our unhappiness comes from comparing things from the past to the present. There's a great definition I read. Enlightenment is the space between your thoughts. It means enlightenment isn't something you achieve after 30 years sitting on a mountaintop. It's something you can achieve moment to moment and you can be enlightened to a certain percent every single day. Okay, so that's all I wanted to read. That was like three or four pages that I read verbatim. That was a lot, but I really hope, go back, read it again, or listen to it again, listen to it multiple times. The biggest takeaway that I had from this was the power of presence and how malleable we truly are. If we are present from moment, To moment, closing that gap in between our thoughts, right? Not worrying so much about the past, not worrying so much about the future, but just living in each moment as it presents itself. I'm in a point in my life. I feel like I say this in every podcast. Like, I'm in a point in my life. (sighs) Honestly, I'm just trying to find peace in the chaos and find comfort in the chaos. And the chaos being everything that I may be battling mentally. Um, this podcast, putting out content, trying to get fit physically, making sure my relationships are intact, balancing full-time jobs. All of that must be done through a mindset of embracing the chaos, but also staying neutral and balanced and calm. I think my favorite line from everything that I read was that happiness is what's there when you remove the sense that something is missing in your life. If you zoom out and think about everything you already have in your life, if you're privileged to have something, if you're privileged to have a roof over your head, food and water on the table, clothes on your back, money in the bank, a car to drive, a job, the ability to educate yourself, have access to education, high school, college, books, internet, you don't have anything missing. And I don't have anything missing. So just understanding that and finding gratitude within everything that I do have, it brings me back to a state of like, wow, I am extremely blessed, extremely lucky. And and I need to practice more gratitude for the things that I have because the days where I feel the most down or most unhappy is when I tell myself that I'm missing something. I'm not good enough or I'm not, I don't have enough or I don't have enough equipment. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to edit good. I don't know what my next idea is. And it's just like this constant stress, constant thinking that I feel like is unhealthy for me And it's something that i'm trying to work through and as these pages read and what they say is being present from moment to moment it'll help me stop worrying so much about the future or the past what i'm not good at what i am good at keeping my priorities in check knowing what i have to focus on and knowing what my next right step is even if it's a hard step that's where i should choose to put my focus on i hope you guys enjoyed this i hope you guys enjoyed this little uh couple pages that i read from this book I really suggest you guys check out this book, The Amanaka of Involved Ravikant. It's not geared toward any specific type of people. I feel like anyone can read this. It's a very quick read. It's a couple hundred pages. I'm only halfway through it, and I've learned so much, so many different frameworks, ways of thinking, so highly, highly recommend it. I hope you guys enjoy. I'm going to be doing... I don't know if I'll do this again. I may do it one more time within the next five days, because I will be gone for about five to six days, I believe. hope you guys got something from this thanks so much for hanging out share this with a friend follow us on all socials at the career packed podcast leave me a four or five star review if you feel like it was worth that and like i always say guys take care tell someone that you love them and go do something nice for someone today because they genuinely deserve it thank you so much and i will see you tomorrow peace